Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a great off-season episode for you guys. We are talking... The Stefan Diggs extension. We are talking about Jordan Poyer potentially wanting a new deal. We are talking about uh, the idea of moving up or moving back in the draft. What Brandon Bean might or might not want to do in regards to that. Maybe try to do a little prediction of what he will do given the circumstances of how free agency went and the current roster makeup. Uh, if we have time, we'll talk about a Josh Allen card. They just sold for $312,000, which is always fun, uh, fun topic to discuss. And uh, But before I get into that, I'd like to welcome in my co-hosts, as always, John and Mike. John, I'll start with you. Um, another big week. As soon as, we, as soon as we finish recording, man, the big news comes out. Um, how are you doing? Doing great. I mean, it feels like the Diggs thing was three weeks ago already, but it was within the last week. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. I love it. I love it. Apparently, like after all the other wide receiver big dealings, it's uh nice to see the Bills take care of one of their own and uh, pair digs up with Allen for uh, the next several years. Love it. Yeah, definitely. You know, what's funny is we talked about the the Tyreek Hill trade last week, and we were like, I don't. Are they even going to be able to swing it? Like, is this going to? And it happened. This is this is uh, this is a, it's going to be a fun episode to talk about that. The, the digs extension. Mike, also good to talk to you. How are you doing, man? Doing great, Nate. What a week. Uh, digs, the stadium, I think we're bearing the lead a little bit, just how uh, we've come a long way in in terms of the uncertainty, right? Was it before Pagula? We didn't. We thought we might lose the team, and now we've got a 30-year uh, guarantee. So it's a very exciting time. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy how – Things have gone. Do you guys remember that time period? Before we get into the actual episode, do you guys remember that time of uncertainty? Like, now that you mentioned it, Mike, it was before the Pagulas bought the team, we didn't know if the Bills were staying in Buffalo. And it was it was always kind of uh, one of those things where Jim Kelly had mentioned that he had a group put together that he was going to buy the team and keep it in Buffalo at one point. And so you're like, okay, well, we always have that ace in our back pocket. And then Ralph Wilson died, and then Jim Kelly was dealing with cancer. You're like, well, you can't expect the guy to <laughs> worry about buying a team while he's, you know, fighting for his life. And we're just like, ah, you felt guilty even thinking about, man, it would be nice if Jim Kelly wasn't. And then you were like, well, the guy's got to do it. it. Was there was so much uncertainty, and uh, and then the Pagulas came in, saved the team. But sometimes we have to remind ourselves of that. Like when we think of being critical of the Pagulas, uh, for whatever reason, you know, they, uh, 
obviously, you know, it's a great business decision for them to have bought the team, but uh, man, how far we've come for sure. For sure. All right. So first things first, last time we talked, um, as I alluded to, we mentioned, hey, is there going to be a Stefan Diggs extension? Can they afford it? How would they do that? Um, and the Monday morning or the Monday afternoon, rather, after uh, we recorded, uh, Doug Whaley, former Bills GM Doug Whaley, was on Sirius X, X, uh, XM on the NFL channel. And he, st- or he stated that he believed Stefan Diggs could be dealt due to the fact that the Bills can't afford to give him the type of pay raise that the wide receiver market now commands for a player of his stature. So obviously, whenever Doug Whaley's in the, mo- in the news, <laughs> like for the Buffalo Bills, you're just like, what? Like, why is- I-, I don't remember, and I don't know if this is just because Doug Whaley makes himself more available to the press than other previous Bills GMs, but I don't remember any other Bills GM talking about the team afterwards as much as Doug Whaley does. I feel like he's constantly talking about the Buffalo Bills. And uh, John, so after this text came out, you it's funny, in the group chat you texted this to us, you texted that this was going to happen. And then do you remember what you said right after, right after you sent that text on Monday afternoon? Yeah, it was kind of funny. I I, uh, I sent you guys the, the the screenshot of what Whaley had said. And I was like, oh, well, I guess this means that uh, at some point the digs, are, the Bills are going to sign resign Diggs at some point, and then like a day, day and a half later, <laughs> Diggs was resigned. <laughs> it is amazing how many things like collectively we've actually. Stumbled into getting right on this podcast. Mike said the Von Miller signing; he got that right. John got the Stefan Diggs extension right. Uh, it's unbelievable. That, is, that, is, that was such a good call. It's funny you were doing it really just to like spite Doug Whaley. <laughs> You're like, well, Doug Whaley's obviously going to be wrong. <laughs> if he if if you'd said that Doug Whaley or Stefan Diggs was definitely going to be extended, you'd be like, ah, there's a possibility we trade him. <laughs> to win in this business, it's about two things. It's about players and winning. Uh, and sure enough, within uh, a day of that news coming out, uh, Stefan Diggs got the extension, which was brought up on the Buffalo or Breaking Buffalo Rumblings podcast and every other podcast in our network. They all did a great job covering it. Um, the Bills reached a, an agreement with uh, Stefan Diggs for a four-year extension, which was $104 million, includes $70 million in guaranteed. So it essentially kept keeps Diggs in for the next six seasons in Buffalo, lines him right up with uh, with uh, Josh Allen's extension. Um, Andrew Brandt wrote on Twitter. Uh, he said the Bills now have Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs locked up through twenty twenty eight. No matter the price, without full f- future guaranteed guarantees, these are wins for the Buffalo Bills. The team now has contract control for seven years with a rising cap and non guaranteed out years which is great for the Buffalo Bills. Um, there's also this other cool uh, tweet from Ted Wynn. Uh, he wrote, the Bills decide to extend their number one wide receiver to pair with their demigod quarterback, and KC decides to go with their with cap space to help team elsewhere and to put more on the shoulders of their demigod quarterback. Not taking sides, but it'll be interesting to see how both approaches end up. So some really cool things right there. Uh, I mean, first off, I think we're all in agreement. Like we all love this extension. Um, it's great if there was if there was an important person on this team besides Josh Allen 
I'd say it's a tie between Tredavious White and Stephon Diggs. And Tredavious White, only because it's on the defense, because I think he's one of the most important people on that defense, if not the most important. Um, and Stephon Diggs, I mean, I, I, I love the deal. I'm glad that they're putting it together. Josh has always been on social media, like when they, like when ESPN was saying, wouldn't it be cool if, you know, Trevon Diggs and his brother Stephon Diggs were in Dallas together? Wouldn't that be cool? And Josh Allen just replied, no. <laughs> like, you know, just he's always very vocal about his thoughts on Stephon Diggs. John, your background for our episode this week is Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen of the Sports Illustrated Kids edition. Like, there's a friendship there. There's a bond there that formed that's very rare, I feel like, between two very talented people. And uh, it's just, I, I was, as I'm sure most of Bill's Mafia is over the moon ecstatic that the Bills were able, that Brandon Bean was somehow able to pull this off with with what he's done. So John, I'll leave it. I'll, I'll start off with you. Um, everything I just said, agree. I'm sure with most of it, how happy were you with, uh, with the news that the bills extended digs? You, you know, it's funny. You mentioned the, the tweet in regards to the digs brothers and everybody under the sun was thinking, Oh, Stefan Diggs is going to Dallas. Maybe it's going to be the other way around. Right. Mm. Ooh. I, mean, I mean, Dallas has its own problems, right? I mean, you know, Maybe the Bills get uh, get digs, and they uh, you know they be and they need a corner. That's one of their top two they, needs, right? They do need a corner. Ooh, wow! Is this the next thing that you're predicting? You already predicted this to find Diggs extension. Uh, is this the next thing? Sure, you let's do your, it. Okay, well, sure, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> Might be five years from now. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think, like, I, I mean, I, I mentioned you having that background as your as your Skype background for this for this episode. I mean, but it's rare, right? Like how many wide receivers get traded or sign new deals and they're not the same guy that they once were? Like, I mean, Josh Allen elevated the play of Stephon Diggs. And I mean, he just makes everyone around him better at the receiver position, whether it's receiver, tight end, whatever. Like this is, it's almost like a match made in heaven. And if, if not for, like, you have to constantly, you have to keep Josh Allen happy with the guys around him. I mean, you see like Aaron, Rogers just lost Devonte Adams, right? Like, will he be fine? He'll he'll find other guys, I'm sure, to take his place, but not as good as Devonte Adams, like one of the best wide receivers in the league. Like we just mentioned, I mentioned that tweet. Um, Patrick Mahomes just lost Tyreek Hill. Like, does he have Travis Kelsey? Sure. Is he going to elevate Juju Smith Schuster? I'm sure he'll do all these things. But will they be as good as Tyreek Hill? Like, prop maybe not. Um, to me, this is. This is the best case scenario. These are two players that you have to keep together and that being found a way through, even through signing Von Miller and keeping all the players that he did this offseason, keeping Ryan Bates, um, keeping Matt Milano last year, Javis White, Deion Dawkins, all these guys he's resigned. He found a way to keep Stefan Diggs. And I think this is, this might be one of the most important contract extensions that, that we've seen so far. Mike, I'll, 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 uh, I'll go to you next. Uh, what did you? What were your thoughts on the extension? And is there anything I missed? I think you alluded to it, Nate, but he he does come across as the heart and soul of the team. It's certainly, the offense we've seen him before games dancing, um, getting everybody else pumped up, um, and certainly his bond with Josh. So it's good to see him locked up for a while. Like, look forward to seeing them start together in the new stadium. 
Is it possible that these guys are wearing gold jackets together at some point? Like, is this the next Jerry Rice, Joe Montana? I mean, that's kind of a high, lofty stature, but like Jim Kelly, Andre Reid, Stephon Diggs, right? I mean, those signs that people were making for election day last year, was it two years ago now? I don't remember, but like, you know, it was Alan Diggs 2020, right? Like that, that was, that was a thing. And now it'll be 2024 and it'll go on from there. Like this, this, this is a really, uh, like, like Mike mentioned, this is Stefan Diggs belongs in Buffalo. Like he is what he's, what he does on and off the field. Uh, when you watch him play, you're just like, it's just, it just works. Right. Like he's just, when do you, do you guys remember? I, when you were when you were saying that, Mike, dancing on and off the field and blah blah blah, like there Wait, was blah blah blah, <laughs> yeah, whatever you said. I didn't really listen half <laughs> after the first half. What is it called? Active listening. <laughs> I'm still working on. <laughs> I just waiting for you to stop talking so I can say my point. <laughs> I, uh, you reminded me of remember when Stefan Diggs caught that touchdown in New England. And he got the touchdown. And he pointed at the crowd. He said, "Shut the bleep up! Shut the bleep up! Shut the bleep up!" To the Patriots fans in the end zone, like that's he didn't have to do that. Like that's his thoughts on like that's his competitive streak. Like as a Bills fan, someone who hates Patriots fans, you're just like, yes, like he's one of us. Like he's not just he's not just a player. Like he he kind of helps embody like the fan base. Anyway, I'm getting I'm getting on about that, but. All right, so let me play devil's advocate because don't get me wrong, I'm ecstatic. I love that Diggs is paired with Allen long-term, whole nine yards. Love it. Don't want to dispute that whatsoever. But but you look at but you look at players like... Anytime there's a but, we just discount everything or, you said. No, no, before, no, no, so. no, 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 no. I agree with you guys, but there's got to be a... So let's just move on. Point, right? right? No, no, I love the devil's advocate. Mike loves it. Mike, you do devil's advocate more than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Screw you. That's All different. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, go on, John. It's absolutely right. It. All right. So, yeah, like look at Aaron Rodgers, right? Like all these years where the Packers are like, no, we're not going to we're not going to give the offense any help. We're going to do this or whatever. Like and of course they do it again, right? Trading Javante Adams. You have another great team, Kansas City. Like, you know what? We're going to we're going to move on Tyreek Hill. We're going to whatever. Same thing. Great team. Great quarterback same type of thinking Pittsburgh look at Pittsburgh they've been a they've never I don't think they've ever had a losing season under Ben Roethlisberger but they've moved on from receivers they've they've worked on their defense like this and that same thing so like it gets to the bills and you'll see a comment from Whaley and on one hand it's like ah screw Whaley you know they're gonna sign digs for sure now but like on the other hand it's like well you look at some of these other teams and maybe it's not smart to sign both a quarterback and a receiver long-term and you spend some of that money elsewhere after you get the quarterback. Now, all that aside, I fuck, I love what they did. <laughs> so don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying there is another point of view that you could look at. Yeah. But what, when has it gone the other way? It's like Peyton Manning. Oh, they kept Marvin Harrison around forever. Oh, it didn't work. Oh, Reggie Wayne. I, I don't know. Just, how didn't it work? You mean because didn't they win a Super Bowl together? Yeah, one. one. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because you didn't win multiple ones. Isn't John, was it that John's point? Tom Brady never had a good wide receiver. Besides that, one year he had Randy Moss, or a couple years maybe. He never won a Super Bowl with Randy Moss, though. That's another good. That's another good. He only won Super Bowls without Randy Moss. 
Right. I mean, he was cheating, so like that's different. But you know, I, to to John's point, at some point you have to realize that. Josh Allen is good enough that he will elevate the play of everyone around him. So whether it's like a tier one receiver like Stefan Diggs, or maybe he takes like a guy that's a Gabriel Davis and makes him close to Stefan Diggs or a, what was Davis, a fourth round pick. Like that's pretty good. I know Stefan Diggs was like a seventh round pick or something, but. Um, and didn't today Davis just break a playoff record for touchdowns? And yeah, I mean, and the year before, I guess the Colts, all those toe taps and like, like he was the reason they won the game against the Colts. Yeah. Like, this is, you know, I mean, Diggs and Davis combined, that'd be great for several years to come, right? By the way, you're you're making your point for uh, drafting a wide receiver early. Like you're you're making a point against it. The more you talk about how great these wide receivers are for the Buffalo, Bills. well, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Well, uh, I mean, it's in my top two. It's in my top two. I, I still think corner <laughs> corner is the most, but like receiver, I think will be number two still. Can I let's let's talk about this right now because we, we're in the moment. I was going to wait till later. We, we reassessed our Bills draft needs, but let's talk about it now. Does this change this? Because I think it kind of does. Because if you have Stefan Diggs for the next three or four years, you have Gabriel Davis for the next two years. Um, those Who's are your top McKenzie? two wide receivers. McKenzie? You need, McKenzie, you, no, you, Jamison Crowder. Oh, give them but, four receivers to throw at. Like, come on. Who, uh, yeah, McKenzie and McCrowder are stopgaps. They, they, need, they need, like, you know, a guy that can break, you know, go the distance on any given play. So now you're talking slot receiver. Or are you talking an outside receiver? Because they have Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs on the outside. Yeah, and they don't yeah, have they a need... long-term slot guy. They they just have exactly. a guy for this year. Exactly. So that's what you want. Yeah. Long-term slot receiver. Okay. So you've 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 figured out a way that like I mean I'd like a guy that could do both outside and inside personally, but um Okay, yeah, well, obviously you want versatility. <laughs> and uh, come on, do we put the I mean, one speed slot? too. Come on. Speed. I only want the slot react. Okay. <laughs> John wants a guy that's slow. I like a guy with speed. That's me. <laughs> I mean, look at look at Beasley and McKenzie, right? They're both great slot guys. One's great in the zone, one one's good against man. Okay, well, can't you have both or can't you have both and also do outside? Yeah, obviously you want to do everything. <laughs> Tough. Oh, you too. Want, come on. <laughs> Okay, so so John wants a guy that only does slot, that only is good against man or zone. He hasn't determined which one, and is fast. Maybe we're not really sure about the speed thing. <laughs> How about this? How about this? So after corner and receiver, who's who's what? What's the next biggest need? Punter, right? I can I so say the the third biggest need is punter. Can I say that I'd like to right move now. wide receiver down? Like, I, and I and the reason why I say this is because in my in my head needs go as far as what you would be comfortable with the Bills drafting in the first round. Like, obviously, quarterbacks out of there. Like, that's just a given, right? You'd be pissed off if they drafted a quarterback. Like, what what position? Like, if they drafted a wide receiver in the first round, like, what a waste of a season that could be. Like, he's not going to start. Like, and if he is does... It, is that, it, that though? He could? I don't know. Who would he start over? I mean, the Bills have two studs at, at wide receiver. Like, it might it might be advantageous for them to draft one later where he can sit behind and like either way, the guy's not going to start for two seasons. If he's on that's the why, outside that's receiver. The Bills are, that's why the bills are in such a good, they're, they're such a good team that not many players are going to start for them as a rookie. Like they get eight draft picks, right? 
They could okay. spend. They could. They could use their draft capital and, and trade up if they wanted to. Ooh, let's, they're not gonna, uh, let's let's. They're talk not going to. They're not going to keep all eight guys that they draft. So we're so this is we're kind of in unprecedented territory. I mean, I feel like every year we kind of think that the Bills are good at most positions leading into the draft. I think this season is even more of an exception because, I mean, the Bills didn't lose a whole lot and they gained a whole lot this free agency. So the only position that I would say right now that just sticks out as a player, as, as a position of need is cornerback, right? But they have eight draft picks and the odds of them keeping all eight draft picks seems very unlikely, right? Um, so is that is that is this a season then to trade up to lose a few draft picks, but maybe gain more, you know, move up this this year in the draft or or gain more picks next season, right? Let's say you trade away your second round pick this season. You pick your you pick your good cornerback in the first round. Second round comes, maybe you don't like the guys. You trade around trade it away for a second round pick next season and like another third this year or next year. Like I, I'm kind of of the opinion that maybe that uh this is the year to like trade not trade back, but like trade away picks for next season because they're gonna they're gonna have some players leaving, uh, players that they cannot afford, whether that's Tremaine Edmonds, Jordan Poyer, uh, Ed Oliver, Dawson Knox, like they won't be able to keep all four of those guys. Like that's just not going to happen. So you I, need I to think start they're on the right track, but I don't think it's the right. I think they could trade for more picks next year, but not with picks this year, but with players. Mm. So there's been two names that have been coming up a lot over social media, two players that they think could be available for the Buffalo bills to trade away. Now, John, which players do you think those are? Well, it can't be Tremaine Edmonds because he's only like twenty years old. <laughs> is, is Tremaine Edmonds even old enough to vote? I don't think he is yet. <laughs> he's been in the league for five years or four years. Guy still hasn't had a drink yet. He's not old enough. <laughs> uh, Tremaine Edmonds is one of them, and Jordan Poyer is the other one. Now this leads into this the discussion. Now, by the way. Before we end this Stefan Diggs conversation, I just love the fact that Doug Whaley was completely wrong. Everyone was dunking on Doug Whaley. I don't not like the guy. I just think it's funny that like he was completely wrong. And I feel like some of us were thinking over social media, it's like, well, they, this was just I used the 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 Will Smith uh slap meme for Doug Whaley and uh Doug Whaley being Chris Rock, Brandon Bean being Will Smith, of course. It was one of my more tasteful memes. Um as soon as the Bills extend Stefan Diggs this past week. Um, there was news, big news that Jordan Poyer finds a new agent. Now, Mike, why do you find a new agent in the NFL? Is it because you're very happy with your representation or do you think that you could do better without being devil's advocate? What do you think? You think you could do better? <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Okay. So does that mean that you're happy with your current contract or you want a better one? Jordan Poyer, Bill's Jordan Poyer, entering the final year of his contract, switches agents to Drew Rosenhaus. Drew Rosenhaus, I've never heard of him. Is he like a really good agent? Is he always representing the best of the best? Is he always getting them the best contracts? I don't know. John, are you familiar with Drew Rosenhaus? He's a dick. He's <laughs> a dick. I wasn't going to say that. I just know he's a very good agent. Why is he a dick? <laughs> no, listen, I, I, I'm all for resigning. The, the, Poyer, Mike, I, the, Best tandem in the entire league. 
they lose either one of those guys and they're screwed. They all of a sudden safety becomes one of their biggest needs. Yep. And, and, and so, so real quick, Rachel Bush, who is the wife of Jordan Poyer, she's an Instagram model. She wrote on Twitter, Jordan's been taking a team friendly, has been taking team friendly deals. He's an all pro. He has one year left on his contract. Diggs had two. Did you complain about that as well? You want a Super Bowl? Do what do what it takes to get there this year. Need them all. And basically, so I, I was under the impression, at least it felt this way. I know this isn't the way it was. It felt like Jordan Poyer literally just re-signed with the Buffalo Bills last season. That is not the case. He re-signed two, two seasons ago. The person that re-signed last season was Micah Hyde. So we kind of get those two confused sometimes. At least I did um, with, the, with the contract extensions. So no sooner than Stefan Diggs gets re-signed, or extended rather, uh, Jordan Poyer wants a new contract. Now all of a sudden he's using the same verbiage like, I want to retire in Buffalo, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you can't use that. Like Stefan Diggs just did that. Like he's looking to retire in Buffalo. <laughs> like you can't use the same, you need a new tagline, right? Like you need a new, a new quote. So it was a very Buffalo thing because it's like, man, we just can't enjoy this, right? We can't enjoy this Stefan Diggs extension. Now we have to worry about Jordan Poyer leaving the Buffalo Bills or whatever. And I guess the first question I'll ask you guys is he's like the 15th or 16th highest paid safety in the league. Like he's not the top. And he was an all pro this past season, um, which in my opinion, I think you guys would agree is is so much better than Pro Bowl. Like Pro Bowl is... It's nice, but like the real the real test of how good you are is all pro, first team or second team all pro. Would you guys agree with that? Yes. <clears throat> yes, I agree. So it's a question. If this was you and you're 31 years old or you're about to turn 31 this month and you know that you only have like one big contract left and you completely outperformed your last contract. Not completely. I wouldn't say that. He's making $10 million. It's not like he's – but, you know, he's not making – uh, top five money, right? So what I struggle with as a Bills fan, but also like a person that, you know, has a job and a salary and would like to think if I was completely outperforming those that I would get a raise too. Uh, do you think he's out of line for wanting this contract extension? Obviously it's not great timing because the Bills have no money left in their cap space. They've basically restructured everyone they possibly could and they've gotten rid of anyone that they possibly could while keeping, like, we don't have Harrison Phillips. We don't have Levi Wallace. You know, um, we re-signed a bunch of, we re-signed Ryan Bates. We re-signed, uh, got Roger Saffold. We signed O.J. Howard. We signed Von Miller. Like, there's no space. Like, we, the fact that the Bills were able to extend Stephon Diggs is almost a miracle by Brandon Bean. Like, the way that he did it, the way that he's had to do it is is crazy. Do you want to give this guy, is he, is he in his own right for wanting this extension at this moment in time based on how he's performed? Mike, I'll start with you. Do you, do you think that Poyer's being unreasonable? No, I don't. <laughs> he's one of the best in the league, right? Why not? <laughs> Mike or John, what do you think? I agree with Mike. Wow. Thank you, John. Look, we'd all do the same thing. Like, it, it's people throw around contract like it's it's written in blood or chiseled in stone it's just not the way that the current NFL works we know that the contract like 
<laughs> it's not it doesn't fit our formal understanding of the word can we we all agree on that exactly like what you said about your job if you're outperforming you want more money and if if you're not performing they're going to cut you and it's what's the average time people spend in the league like three and a half years like your skills diminish rapidly and you want to set yourself up as best you can like maybe, time to, yeah. yeah it's in an ideal world like everybody takes a little less because being part of a championship team right raises if everybody's a boat on the ocean like winning raises everybody um more endorsements more if you want to leave after you get your ring like more money but um of course alan Diggs, everybody's getting paid and i, I can't blame player at all i hope he st- sticks around but can't blame the guy yeah, I think I, I struggle with that as well because I want him to be on the team. But yeah, he completely – he deserves it. He, and this is his last chance to probably make a, a big splash of like, you know, a two-year deal that's worth a lot more or maybe a three-year deal. I don't know. But he did outperform it as much as we all want this team to stay together because we know what they're capable of. I mean, he was first-team All-Pro at safety and – he was good. He was one of the best players on the Buffalo Bills last season. So would I like him to stay for, you know, what he's what he signed the contract for? Of course. But he knows, I mean, this is the time to do it. Because what happens if this season he gets injured? Or what happens if he doesn't have an all pro season this this next season? I mean, this is this is the peak. This is it can only it can only go down or stay the same from here, right? <laughs> like it won't get any better. Then this last season for him, he has to capitalize on it. So I don't blame him at all. Do I want him to say? Do I want him to stay paying the nine point nine million or whatever he's owed this season? Um, absolutely. So like I struggle with this because like in my last job, um, I got this professional license. So like, which is one of those things where like you have to I, you have to take two tests and you have to study for months. Uh, maybe if you're smarter, you only have to study for a few weeks. But like I had to study for months doing it. And after I was done, like my employer was like, great, congratulations. Here's like a gift card and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Where was it to? Pizza? Wegmans. It was Wegmans. <laughs> no. no, it was like a small bonus. And I say small because it wasn't like... It wasn't like life changing. Like it was, I, I've never turned down a bonus. I don't think anyone would, but it wasn't like, Hey, like, but, but the reality is that once I got my licensure in my profession, like I'm worth more, like, I'm just, this is, this is all of a sudden, like, you know, this, like you're, you become, this is as high as I, almost as high as I can go in, in my profession. So all of a sudden, like, companies are calling me wanting to offer me more money, (laughs) you know? And of course, Jordan Poyer doesn't even have that luxury because he's tied into that team. It's contractual that he cannot even take offers from another, other teams, because if he was able to, he would make a lot more money. Well, he could, he could certainly force his way out. Like we've seen that over and over again. Don't come to training camp and sit. Yeah. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, and that that would be uh, that would be very tough. Would you? So here's the here's the thing. So people are talking about Tremaine Edmonds being a possible trade chip because of his uncertainty of the future with the Buffalo Bills, or Jordan Poyer being a trade chip, uh, either for picks or maybe a player per player trade. Um, I'll ask you guys if you had to choose which one you would have to trade. You only get one year of each this next season, but you can only keep one right now in 2022. Who do you keep? on the team because it's tough 
because you have Tremaine Edmonds is younger, but he's definitely not an all pro. But then you have Jordan Poyer, who's all pro, but he's also 31. Tremaine Edmonds is what? 16, right? So he's got so much time ahead of him in the league. So, John, I'll start off with you. You have to choose Jordan Poyer, Tremaine Edmonds, gun to your head. And I'm not even going to give you like the specifics of like, everyone's taking Poyer. <laughs> would you? Yeah. Would you? What do you think is easier to find in the draft, a middle linebacker or a safety? That's also the decision you have to make because that all of a sudden becomes your your biggest need. Whatever you get rid of <laughs> is now your biggest need or your second biggest need on the team. You just created a hole unless all of a sudden it's a player-for-player player trade and you get a middle linebacker for a safety or vice versa. <laughs> but Poyer is valued much, much more highly on the team and in the fan base. Now, maybe some of that is we're slave to expectation of where Edmonds was drafted, but he hasn't lived up to expectation anywhere near like Poyer has. I'm glad you said that because there's a lot of uh, Edmonds truthers out there. It's just like, he's really good. You guys just don't see it. Like, I don't think he's bad, but I don't think he's lived up to what you said, Mike, his expectations. His expectations coming out of the draft was like, the guy's young, but he has all the tools in the world. Kind of like Josh Allen, right? Like he wasn't young like Tremaine Edmonds, but like he had all the tools in the world. He just needed to refine them. And Josh Allen has refined them. Like Tremaine Edmonds is still finding his way in the league. So I would pick Jordan Poyer over Tremaine Edmonds in this case, but you only get him for like another year or so. But you could take that money, the 12 million that you were going to keep Tremaine Edmonds for, the new team takes you know a big chunk of that. And then you could take that money and extend Poyer for another year or so. John, would you do that? Or would you take it the other way? Use that money that you would take by trading Poyer and save that for a future Tremaine Edmonds contract extension. So you're saying it could be Poyer for two seasons or Edmonds for how many seasons? For at least one more season, possibly a contract extension after this. So no matter what, you're not going to keep Poyer for more than – this year, next year, probably, right? Like, that's just, he, by then he'll be 33. Like, it's just unlikely, right? Not completely. Well, well, if you extend him now, it could be three years. I don't know. It could be three years altogether, maybe, potentially. What, what would what would be the Edmonds contract? Edmonds would probably be a five-year contract. A lot of money guaranteed. Middle linebacker money is, I mean, he's going to be, he's on the fifth-year uh, fifth option, and that's over $12 million. Poyer's only making nine point nine at this point, but if he makes hey, give me give me Poyer and for at least one more just, season, maybe two. Yeah, it makes your hides with him. Like I mean that 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 I mean just not not to take any way of Poyer. They're just like they're just so good together. <laughs> like I don't want to lose either one, right? No. Like I'd I'd keep those two over Edmonds. Okay. Because Milano is better than Edmonds, right? Yes. Oh yeah. So they already have a better linebacker. So yeah, they just need why? a middle linebacker. So yeah. Yeah, I not that Evans is bad, like you said. No. Like it's like if I'm picking between these players, it's, it's really hard because they're all so good. Like you mentioned before free agency, this would have been so much easier. So like, yeah, they're just gonna keep everybody. <laughs> Bef- like before nineteen ninety four. Yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll just keep everybody. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, they just won the Super Bowl or won the conference championship, whatever. You know. I know that's how you build dynasties. You just keep you just keep them. Uh, 
So the only thing I'll say that I agree with you guys, I'd, I'd rather take Poirot, obviously, over Edmonds. And I think the rest of the league would value Edmonds more than we necessarily would because of how high he was drafted, because of his, you know, his athletic abilities. But And he's the, so young. And he's so young. He's like 12. So it was like with – I will say, though, the, the argument for trading Poirot is his age and there's the official backup of the circling the wagons podcast is behind him and Jaquan Johnson, which to me, I'm still, I know he's not as good as Poyer, but man, I like Jaquan Johnson a lot. And this is his last season with the Buffalo bills coming up. I think that the drop off between Edmonds and the next linebacker right at this point, without having drafted anyone is much bigger from Edmonds to Tyrell Dodson or whoever it ends up being than it would be from Poyer to Jaquan Johnson. That's my opinion. Um, but I still would rather trade Edmonds, <laughs> depending on what you get. Okay, here, here's a question. So you guys both want Poyer over Edmonds. What happens if you can get a second rounder for Poyer, but only like a fifth rounder for Edmonds? Do you still make that trade? Because you still lose money. You still lose like the caps, or you still gain cap space, I should say. But like that's a big enough dip, right? Like if it's second round pick for second round pick, you choose Poyer to keep. But what if you get a second round pick for Poyer and you only get like a fifth round for Edmonds? We're keeping Poyer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like you're talking like th- this trade wouldn't be made this year, right? Like, yeah, it's before the draft, like the night of the draft or before that. Why though? They're both under contract. You don't have to do anything with either of them. You don't have to do anything with. I either don't think of them. Poyer is sitting out. You don't think so? No, there's. I don't think either one of those players would hold out. I think Poyer would definitely hold out. I agree I with John. I think no. you don't think Poyer holds out at all. No. What did you not just hear the Rachel Bush tweet? Like he thinks he deserves. He got a new agent. He didn't get a but new th- agent. This isn't Jada Smith. This is this is a whole different <laughs> scenario, Nate. <laughs> Basically, this is like the the Twitter version, Instagram version of Jada Smith. Like she's. <laughs> He is. He just got a new new agent. He is not walking out without a new contract. Like that's the whole point of getting Drew Rosenhaus, is so that he's either going to get traded or he's going to get a contract extension with the Buffalo Bills. There's no staying with. He's going to sit out as long as he possibly can. You really don't think he will? No. Then what did Drew Rosenhaus do if he doesn't get traded or get a contract extension with the Bills? Because if he gets traded, it'll be with the contract extension for whatever. But like. With the new team, but I think he would absolutely sit out. Let's see how much you would said. They sit? You, this is his last year. You said right. This is his last year on his contract. Correct. Yeah. So it's to negotiate his deal next year, whether it's to stay with Buffalo or to move on in free agency. Well, according to the tweet I read from Miss Bush, Mrs. Bush, Miss Bush. Well, she doesn't have the same last name, so I don't know how that works. But um, he is dead cap. What's his dead cap? Four point one million dollars if he gets released outright. So maybe they're hoping that he gets released outright. So they pay him the 4.1 and somebody else signs him. Of course, everyone's mostly spent their money by now. So now's not the good time for them to cut him, but why would they cut him? Because if he just decides he's going to hold out. Why would he hold out? They're going to they're going to win the Super Bowl. He loves playing that's, for the Bills. That's, they're that's, all friends. That's the whole point. They exactly. Don't get yeah. it. Well, why did he get a new new agent? It's cuz he wants a new contract. And if he doesn't get the new contract, he's going to do everything he can, like legally, to make sure that he does right. I think like, it's you don't. It, you maybe he worries about own, it next year. Uh, he would have just waited till next year. You think he's just doing that preemptively? 
Yeah. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to hold on to your dead weight agent that hasn't done that great for you all the way up until the last <laughs> minute for your last contract. You want a year in advance with with the new guy, right? Or or you're not happy with the current agent because he wasn't able to get you a contract extension like you wanted, so you fired him hoping that this new agent, this power agent, this Jerry Maguire of an agent is going to get you going to show me the money right it's going to show you the money he's going to get you the new contract or he's going to find somebody that will i think that that's what's happened i don't think he's thinking a year in advance i think he's thinking i just became an all pro and i'm making the same amount of money that i made last season and my stock has never been higher and i don't know if it will ever go higher than this all right let's bet on it you think he's uh, sitting out <laughs> john and i, I, I don't <laughs> i think he sits out parts of uh, at least part of training camp for sure if he doesn't no. get a new contract extension, mm-hmm. you don't think that? No way. No, no way. If he sits out one day, <laughs> a one no. day. Oh well. Oh well. It's what's the difference? I. I you we're don't we're not going to count the no. voluntary. We're not going to yeah. count voluntary. No, okay, everyone. Okay, okay. Everyone. No. He's going to get his point across. Then, I think if he doesn't get a new contract extension with the Bills, which I don't think he will, I think he sits out over under two days training camp. Well. Like who cares? I, I, he's not going to miss game time or anything. Oh, so you do think he'll sit out training camp? I, if I was Stefan Diggs or Josh Allen, I would sit out training camp because I don't want to get hurt. Like I'm really good. Why, like it, it doesn't matter to me till it's the the first game of the season. Personally, uh, like well, f- so you're kind of flip flopping there. So no, you're that- you're just like he's gone if he doesn't get a new contract. Where I'm like I don't think. When we get into the, the nitty gritty of the training camp, I I don't know. Like, oh, is this two days and he's in a funeral in Costa Rica? Like, I don't like. <laughs> I don't <laughs> he, I don't he... know the details, but I don't think he's gonna sit down on his teammates when the games actually like when the games start and it matters. <sighs> oh, he'll be there. Warrior for the games. will be playing for the Bills week one. Bearing injury. That's I concur with that. Well, being week that's, one, I, that's I I don't disagree with that. But what are I we think talking about? he's going to sit out. I think he's going to force his their hand. I never said that he wouldn't play. I just said that he's going to do something. He's going to do everything he can to either get traded or to get extended. But he'll play week one if he has to. I mean, why, I think they always do, don't they? I think Le'Veon Bell is the only one that didn't do that that I remember in recent history. And then he got it's, let go. It's rare. It's rare. Players sit out games i think he sits out training camp you guys were like he'll definitely be there for training camp we think he'll he's be there for week for one the bills that's all yeah. we're saying <laughs> okay okay <laughs> okay i'm gonna have to re-listen to this podcast because i could have sworn you guys are like he's not gonna miss a day at training camp he'll be there he'll absolutely be there so okay i gotta tell you what either way i'm a lot more sad now than i was when this podcast started <laughs> Oh, that's that was the whole point of this conversation. <laughs> so, but but maybe they'll trade him away and get something for him if that's the case. I mean, you can't keep everyone. That's just the reality of the situation. And there's going to be guys like this that that just aren't. No, of course, of course. Get rid you of the punter, you know, you whoever. <laughs> you can't set a precedent though by whenever a guy does this. Okay, well, he automatically gets a raise like every single time. You know. Now, Stefan Diggs was grossly underpaid even when he got here. So he stuck with it. He kept his head down. He worked hard. He deserved that contract extension. He deserved to be like paid as one of the highest wide receivers in the league. So you don't think Poirier deserves to be paid one of the highest safeties in the league? I think he does. But, I mean, 
there's just no money. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to extend the guys like Poyer that deserve to after a good year. Uh, but they were paying him when he wasn't an all pro. So I don't know. At some point you have to, you have to get your new agent and then sit out training camp and come in for week one, which is what he's going to (laughs) do. So I don't know. That's, that's all my thoughts on this. there, There wasn't a whole lot for that, but I could definitely see the bills moving up in the draft. Like John said, or trading picks for this year for next year. That's what I see happening. John, you only see moving up. You don't see looking for next season. Because right now, they, they have eight draft picks, and I don't think that they're going to have spots for all eight players. I mean, if you look No, at- I, I, I definitely agree with that. I can see them trading up in this draft, not necessarily the first round, but maybe second or third round for a player that they'd like. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as next year is concerned, I don't know if they're going to... Like, I can see maybe, maybe a player for picks or something, but I don't know if they're going to... I don't know. Maybe I don't know. They could do whatever. It's like what if they tra- what if they traded like a third round pick this year for like another fourth this year and then like a third next year. You know, like they, they I could see them doing something like that. Where I mean, yeah, that, they, I guess they would still be keep okay. the same amount of picks roughly, or maybe they lose one, but they like get you know they get one next two year thirds too. next year. Yeah, I mean that that'd be okay depending on how the first couple of rounds went. I guess if there's there's never been a a, a season that I can recall where they just had so few holes and sure they can get depth, but they have so much depth too. at most positions, like the first two or three rounds for sure. Like you have to keep those positions. You have to keep those picks. Like you can't lose those necessarily. So like, you know, the scenario I gave, maybe a third round pick, maybe you trade down or trade up or whatever. So you have one less third round pick or whatever, but yeah, yeah Mike, it really you- depends too. And it's not all, it's not all it's, position specific it could be bpa depending on who's available like if all their corners that they thought were first run worthy are gone then maybe they go with a running back who knows right maybe they trade down well could you see them trading down like if the, if the cornerbacks that they like aren't there and like none of the positions of need that they really like aren't there could you see them like trading away a first round pick like keep taking another first rounder next year and then just having their second round pick be their first pick, right? Or maybe they trade. There's a play. There's a team that drafted in the top ten, wants to get back in the bottom of the first round. They you take their second round pick, right? So now you have a high second round pick and your own second round pick, and then a first next year. Like that's a possibility. That that's a trade scenario that could absolutely happen. You know, especially if it's a team that's not that good. It's trading in the top ten or. Or, or, or uh, drafting in the top 10. They might be drafting the top 10 next season. Now, Bean has only traded it down once, and that was last year. But I could see him thinking in that sort of scenario if if, if what's there, and he doesn't like the players that are available, specifically cornerback. Or maybe they package Poyer or Edmonds into this and get another first or second next year, possibly. Yeah, it all depends. And and you got to find a trade partner, right? So, I mean, if they can't, then they just take the best player available. That could be any position. Mm-hmm. Probably not quarterback or kicker, but. So, Mike, do you see any of those scenarios happen? I know John and I were kind of discussing them this season. Uh, or the first round, second round, third round, day one, day two, day three picks. Um, 
it's more fun to talk about those day one and day two picks rather than like, oh, they might move up in the seventh round. Like, no, who gives a crap, right? Like, no one cares about that. But this season, their roster, I mean, we have it pulled up. Like, Sal Capaccio does a great job of, like, showing all the positions and the depth and everything like that. I mean, just like a defensive end, like, how would they even draft a guy and have him in the first round and have him even vying for uh, a position unless they got rid of AJ Epinesa or something like that. Like the, no guy is going to even have a crack in the, in the starting lineup or get significant snaps, maybe running back. I could see running back happening by the way, John, what do you think about that? John running back in the first round, a lot of talk about that this season. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, if a position of need is not there when they pick for, as far as value, then yeah, why not? Why not pick up, one of the best players available. And if that's not a running back, then, you know, that could be it. Singletary is on the last year of his contract. So he's another player that could potentially be a free agent next season. And you know that they, they most likely won't resign him. They might maybe, you know, so that is a player I could see happening. You say wide receiver. Um, I could see if it was a special wide receiver. Um, but even so, I don't know if they're getting playing time over, Jameson Crowder in the slot or Stefan Diggs or Gabriel Davis on the outside tight end, probably not getting a lot of time offensive line. Again, they have their five starters and they have some decent depth. They actually don't have a ton of depth on their offensive line. I will say that they will draft at least one guard guard slash center. This, this draft as depth. Um, cornerback. We mentioned that that's a huge need, especially if Tredavious white isn't ready um, defensive tackle, they have, geez, four guys that could be starters at any, any given moment. Um, safety is a need if Poyer gets – linebacker, I still think is a big need. I don't know how much I trust Tyrell Dodson behind Tremaine Edmonds. Um, I don't trust Tyler Medikevich or Andre Smith or Joe Giles-Harris. So I think to me, I think cornerback and linebacker and offensive line are the three biggest needs. And punter, like you said. So when the, if if the if the draft came down first round pick, the Bills pick any of those positions, John, cornerback, linebacker. We're gonna say we're not gonna say punter for the first round because it's cornerback, linebacker, wide receiver potentially, or offensive line. What do you think? You're good with all of those, right? Yes. Yeah, I'd be okay with any of those. Sure. Or even or even running back, like you mentioned, any any of those. In wow. being I trust. <laughs> All right. So we are going to have on uh, Buffalo Rumblings draft writer Griff from the site. Uh, we usually have him and Dan Lavoy on uh, every year at this time. And um, Dan just had a baby in the last few months. So congratulations to Dan. So he's very busy, obviously. And uh, so he won't be coming on this year. Hopefully we can have him on next season. Um, but uh, Griff is always very insightful. Um, he's a lot of thoughts on the players he's done. He's working on articles right now for the draft. He's already had some in the past month or so uh, in regards to players that, that, you know, he scouted and looked at. So that's going to be a fun discussion. I'm going to ask him a lot of the questions that we ran over in this episode for that. Uh, biggest needs, guys that he likes in the first, second, third round. We'll probably do a mock draft together, which will be fun. Um, so I can pick his brain and his thought process. And then hopefully afterwards, we can get a review from him. How do you think the Bills did? What did you like? What didn't you like? Um, I remember last season, 
he brought up something kind of interesting. He said he he kind of wished that they didn't draft Boogie Basham, maybe drafted uh, Cree Humphrey with that second round pick. So we'll see. We'll see if that ended up uh, helping the Buffalo Bills or not. But uh, yeah, so John, real quick, you brought up something really cool on Twitter. Um, there was a Josh Allen card that sold for $312,000. Now you're our local card expert. I know you're not an expert in all card, (laughs) everything having to do with cards, but you own more than anyone I know. You still get them. You still uh, hold on to them. What makes this card special? Because Because not all Josh Allen rookie cards are worth anywhere, even within this realm of $312,000 thousand dollars has bought in an auction like what what made this one special well first of all i'm by no means an expert at anything but um humility oh, oh yeah thank you. no 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 not <laughs> you guys stop <laughs> what if he was like over overzealous or egotistical about being humble oh yeah there's no one more humble than me like you guys i am the most humble person i've ever met <laughs> No, but I mean, like for th- this card in particular, I think it like it was, uh, you know, PSA graded cards. What does 10, that mean, PSA right? rated? Like, so, like the, these, di- you know, you can send it off to different companies, and and they'll put it on a slab and say, "Oh, this is a mint ten perfect condition versus you know, it's a scale of like zero to ten or whatever." And 10 is like, it's in pristine condition. Like you kept it under like the right lighting. Like there's no soft corners, right? Right. And from what I understand, this one was like a 10, dual 10. So it was 10 for the card and 10 for the autograph itself. So it's a clean autograph and all that. And there was also a jersey patch on the card. And the card is like a one of 10 card. And it looked really pretty. So like all those things combined, you know. So you're going to be sad to see it go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> listen if it, if i own that i would just keep it i wouldn't would you keep it i would you wouldn't sell it if you could make three hundred thousand dollars off of it, it would be in a safe where nobody could ever look at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a tough that's a tough thing man are you now thinking- if it was well, if it was like a different team's player like uh you know a joe montana or something like oh yeah i can part with this it's interesting yeah. though what you just said like you'd lock it away so nobody could look at it and you never sell it so realistically your position currently is the same as if you owned that card except your current position you don't have to worry you have no like attachment to it you're you're freer by not owning it yeah but i still would like to have it <laughs> <laughs> you are a materialistic bastard. <laughs> John's like I would, I would, I would still would like to get it precious. out each night and like open caress the safe it. up, <laughs> caress it, <laughs> but not actually touch it. Just like air caress it. Like would <laughs> be like he'd be like Gollum in Lord of the Rings. Like my precious. I would, <laughs> I would, I would take a picture of it and print it out and like caress the oh, picture. Yeah. Well, you could do that now. <laughs> It's not the same. It's not the same. He doesn't actually own it. <clears throat> so but it actually is quite a, a uh, right? Like you collect cards. You had a front row seat to the Josh Allen draft experiment resurgence. How many Josh Allen rookies did you pull the trigger on? So like growing 
up, I collected cards. Not so much at a later age, like once in a while. So you have like, oh, you have rookie cards of the last twenty Buffalo Bills quarterback busts. Basically, every everybody between Jim Jim no, Kelly I, I and do Josh. Have a, I, I'm pretty sure I do have a Josh Allen rookie card, like mm-hmm. a standard like basic score Josh Allen card, but it's fifty cent. Can't imagine it's. I can't imagine it's worth that much. Mm. The <laughs> like one that was grand. the one that's been mass mass produced, and there's ninety thousand in circulation. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. So, I opened up my cards. Oh, Josh, I'm a rookie. This is awesome. <laughs> but it's not the same. <laughs> like, did this person? Well, we have could to cut. Buy- we could cut up a Josh Allen jersey and just stick a piece on there. Yeah. Look like what Elmer's. It's kind of similar. It's just interesting that it has value because we ascribe value to it, like anything. But like art, it's or like, yeah, yeah it's like whatever you're willing to pay for, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be willing to pay three hundred thousand dollars for. It'd be nice to have open a pack of cards and have it, but I mean, geez, is that person dumb for selling it now? Like, wouldn't it be worth so much more in a few years? Like, it's only going to go up in price, right? Like. Well, you it's going to be worth more. I don't know about that. I mean, like the the other thing, the other part, like from my experience, like growing up in the late eighties, early nineties, all those cars are pretty much worthless because they were much more mass produced than others, other cards of, you know, previous eras. And then like newer eras, they have like the, you know, they have like parallels and inserts and autographs and different things. So to, to, to kind of keep, you know, the market up on those types of cards, but like the late eighties, early nineties are like the worst era for cards. So like, I always think about that and it's like, well, I mean, they were all, they were awesome to have and just nostalgia and this and that, but like they were never worth anything. Did you ever get a card that had a Jersey as part of it? Like did, would did the person make that? Or is that literally like <laughs> it's, it's part like that's, how does that <laughs> did even the person part of make it? Like, like, how come do you? On, it's not a probably card. Not the, come on, it's not probably a card. Not the player, probably, but <laughs> it's not a card. The though, guy got it out of a pack. I'm like, hmm. Why don't I stick a piece of cloth? This? <laughs> I, there's like a little hole. Three hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you? How, how is that even like in a card pack? Like, how does that? Well, you literally some, just buy some. Buy, like, it's not the top, the the tops or the score, or the base sets, right? Those are just. Again, mass produced, but there's certain more expensive sets where you a, a pack might cost fifty bucks, but you're guaranteed to get one jersey card or one oh. autograph in that. And but odds are it's one of the seven hundred. Not it's like an EJ manual, I mean, right? Right. <laughs> but but that company, the, the packs are more expensive because they are keeping the number of the cards lower. They're not as mass produced, but then they're also buying the jerseys. They're buying the player's time to sign them. You're paying the endorsement. I never bought a pack like that. Have you guys ever bought packs like that? No, no, but Mike, you-, you know so much about it. Like I had no idea that there were like specialty packs. Like I just bought the packs growing up like pro set. <laughs> well, as, as John kind of alluded to, like it's come a long way because the companies are like recognized like, Hey, this is a, just a race to the bottom. You can't make, a hundred thousand Josh Allen rookie cards because no one's going to care. They're worth nothing. Mm-hmm. So you have to have some select sets, right? Mm-hmm. But what's mm-hmm. interesting now is like with technology, like you could purchase, um, they, they, they do like live 
is it called pack breaks, John? Do you know anything about this? Or box breaks? So like someone will buy a box of, is, is the NFL like Panini? Do they have the license for the elite stuff? So basically somebody online will buy a box of Panini uh, football cards. Maybe that's like one autograph per pack or one jersey per box, whatever the the ratio is. So like they will open it on a live stream could be on YouTube, could be on zoom, whatever. Like, so you'll see their hands opening the box and then opening the packs and you can buy into that box and say like, Hey, I will pay $50 for any Buffalo bills cards that come out or, Hey, I'm a Raiders fan. I will buy. And, and you know, the contents of the set. So if like, Oh, there's a Josh Allen rookie card. Maybe the, to, to buy into the bills slot is five times more. Because that's the most valuable. So it's, it's interesting, like the different, the mechanism by which you could do some of this stuff. And then on top of that, you could send your cards off to be graded by these different companies like PSA is a big one or Beckett or whoever. And, they, you know, they, they give it back to you and say, oh, this is a gem mint 10. And that drives the value up even more. They do this with video games now, too. You can buy... Mario Brothers from the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, this is $35,000 because it's graded at 10. It's never been opened and like all this other stuff. It's like ridiculous. What's funny is like the cost that it, like you have to like package it up perfectly, insure it, and then the, the cost to actually get it great. Like if you have a Mickey Mantle rookie card, yeah, of course. But if it's just, uh, you know, oh, it's 30 bucks to get created. Well, what the? Nathan Peterman rookie card like how many of those did you have to go through to like actually get a Josh Allen signed with a little like jersey patch associated with it for every Josh Allen there's like a hundred Kyle Ordens right they probably wouldn't have overlapped but (laughs) yeah (laughs) so Mike should now be the time that we talk about the NFT thing that we got John we never brought that up during the season. You want to do it next week or next the week, week after? Okay, we'll figure it out after the. So, cool, cool. That'll be a fun discussion. I want to so, see John's uh, baseball or football card collection too. I know, me too, John. You'll have to let us know next time we talk. What is your biggest? What's your best football card that you have available? And did you send? Wait, wait, real quick. Did you send any to get minted or anything like that or whatever you call it to get appraised by Beckett? Have you ever done that? No, I, I do have some from PSA that I've bought from other people, um, but I don't think at the time of purchase it's ever been more than like $100 for anything at the absolute most. So you paid $100 or it's worth $100 now? Worth, yeah, worth slash paid. I think I paid almost $100 once, yeah. Oh, wow. Can you tell us what card that was? It's not too um, personal. No, I'm I'm trying to remember if it was. Let's guess. Yeah, why don't you guys think about it and guess, and we'll leave that as a teaser for next week. And I'll, uh, I'll uh, is it a Bills player? Yeah. yeah well, why, why would I buy a non? <laughs> uh, I like Brett Favre, and he wasn't a Bills player. Um, okay, I think I have an idea. I think I know who it is. I think I know who it is. Wait. When we interviewed Bruce Smith, did you have him sign a card? I think yeah, he did. It wasn't you? yes. But it wasn't like a graded card, so and it hasn't been graded since. So like those are always gonna be worth more. 
How much could you sell that one for? Is that the one you paid a hundred bucks for? The Bruce Smith one? No, it was uh, like no, it was like a fifty cent card. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give us any heads up, Nate. We could have bought <laughs> some rookie cards, got them signed, and we sent them in to get you. them graded. That's the process. I told you there's a possibility we might be able to interview Bruce Smith. We could have showed I, up with like a hundred cards. <laughs> 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 He's like, well, actually, I uh, I wasn't planning to. It's okay. I got you a tear at a table right over there. It's just <laughs> it's a marker. Take your time. <laughs> Make sure it's perfect so that I can send it off to get it, to get PSA. It, it was funny because you texted us that, and I, and I didn't think about it because it was like 10 minutes before I left my house to go meet you guys. So I got to find something to for Bruce with this. I thought I gave and you more it, of a heads up than that. You might have, but maybe, I don't know. But either oh, way, yeah. it's like 10 minutes before I left. And I'm like looking through and I'm like, I, I wasn't necessarily trying to find the one that would be worth the most, but the coolest looking one. So I, I, I there was a 1990 score. Or something. I think he had two cards in this 1990 score set or 89 or 90 score set. One of those two. <laughs> and I was like, this one looks cool. We're going to go with that one. Uh, so you should have gone, gone with the one that makes the most money, right? Like that they could sell for the most, right? I don't know. It, do you have a rookie card? Do you have a Bruce Smith rookie card? That would have been the one to get signed. I do, but it's on, it's it's in a slab, so I wouldn't oh. have broken the slab to gotcha. to do that. I don't know if I. That's what the hundred dollar one was, by the way, Mike. That was the hundred dollar <laughs> one. That was Bruce Smith. <laughs> no, that was a, that wasn't the one. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get it put on a slab, or you bought it on a slab? I bought it. Mm-hmm. it yeah, it wasn't at the time that I bought it. it wasn't that much. So when it's on a slab, is it literally like? Like pasted to it, like no, it's like like you know you get like <laughs> like they just like leather glue all over the back. Yeah, yeah. Come I on. was like, you can't see the back of it. I'm trying to figure. No, out. You, like you know, you you get card holders, yeah. right? Like they're like plastic, whatever's sleeves, uh-huh. but they're like more rob- harder plastic. Oh, um, okay. It's like that, except they have like the information on the top of it. You know, it says so like, like who graded it, it, what like the grade is, what like- the. Tra- Slab of quartz. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just joking. I, I mean, it is cool, cool, like, how it's standardized everything, right? So if, if if you wanted to buy something on eBay, like, in theory, they're all equivalent. All the Bruce Smith rookie car, tops rookie, um, all the the 10s are interchangeable. All the 9s, interchangeable. All the 8s, interchangeable. Like, when we were growing yeah, up, if- like, you, you wanted to buy a car, like... You don't like, oh, did this go in, was this in somebody's bike spokes or was this pulled out of the pack and put under glass? Like, so it clearly is fulfilling. Well, I think you can tell if it was in their bike spokes. <laughs> but yes, you're right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, like if you want to, and if you want to get something this great, it's like, oh, I can't afford a 10. I'll just get a seven or whatever. It's fine. And a seven looks fucking awesome most of the time right yeah like, that's how it is my dating life great <laughs> <laughs> i mean my wife's a 10 obviously but like you know before that it's like i mean a 10 would be great but a seven it looks just as good right <laughs> i mean sometimes a three <laughs> if it hasn't been in the spokes too long <laughs> <laughs> wasn't too weathered <laughs> uh Anyway, um, on that note, uh, this episode is brought to you by (laughs) – 
uh, we have our T Public store. I keep forgetting to mention that um, our T Public store, tpublic.com slash stores slash CTW pod, like circling the wagons pod. Uh, we have a, a ton of bill shirts on there. We are uh, luckily one of the best uh, stores on there for not only just bill stuff for stores or uh, designs in general. I believe we have over 70 at this point bills designs and there's going to be a sale on Wednesday, starting Wednesday, there's going to be a sale, 35% off by $13 t-shirts. You can't buy Bill's t-shirts anywhere else for $13. tpublic.com slash stores slash ctwpod. Get our Von Miller time t-shirt. Is one of the coolest designs we have. Uh, Nick, our design guy, did an amazing job with it. It is super cool. I'm getting one myself uh, on that date. So, yeah, so check that out. So, uh, thank you guys all for listening. Thank you to John and Mike uh, for talking uh, not only the, the Stefan Diggs extension, but the potential Jordan Poyer uh, rumors. Uh, let us know what you think. Shoot us a, an email or tweet or DM or Facebook message, Instagram message. Let us know what you think. Does Jordan Poyer stay on the Buffalo Bills? Does he sit training camp? Does he sit all the way up to week one, which I think is uh, a likely scenario? Uh, does he get traded? Let us know what you think on uh, over social media. Um, we talked about moving up or moving back in the draft. We talked about the Josh Allen card selling for $312,000. It is super cool. I'll have to post that on our social media accounts just in case you guys haven't seen that already. But yeah, thank you guys all for listening. We're looking forward to talking more draft stuff next week with Griff from buffalorumblings.com. Uh, super cool, super insightful guy. And uh, obviously the Bill slant is great. It's always great. I talked with Chris Trapasso, talked with Justin M from uh, uh, the Draft Wire. Like it's always cool to talk to people in general about the about the draft, but it's always really good to talk about people that are specifically looking for Buffalo Bills uh, p- potential uh, draft prospects. So thank you guys all for listening. Signing off for John. Hey, go Bills! Extend Poyer. Let's go win a Super Bowl <laughs> for Mike. Agree with John. Nate, you're an alarmist. Poyer will be here. We're fine. Go Bills! <laughs> and uh, for me, Nate, I'm alarmed that I was called an alarmist. I don't really know what that means. But no, no. It, I, I think I think Poyer stays with the team. Um, he's just going to want some more money. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But super high, super excited about uh, Stefan Diggs' extension. It's a great time to be a Bills fan. Go Bills! And we'll talk to you guys again next week.
Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>